All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Frank Delana. As you know, before we start each episode, this episode is brought to you in part by the American Pistachio Growers. If you want to perform like the pros, then eat your pistachios. Eat those nuts, kids. Today, we have our first collab of pods of the year of 2023. I have Caleb from the Beware of Bulldogs pod. If you haven't heard of him yet, what are you doing if you're from the Valley? Come on. All five five niners should know about these guys. Caleb, say what's up to Bring the Juice Nation real quick. What's going on, Bring the Juice? Uh, love what you're doing, Frank. Uh, we had you on way before Bring the Juice. Yes. It was it was just an idea. Yes. And you were bought not bobsledding. Skeleton. Skeleton. Yes, sir. And uh, we were drinking wine and having a good time. So Yeah. And uh, no, I'm a big Bulldogs fan, so I was a fan of you, watching you. Appreciate Your it. brother now. Uh-huh. And hopefully your, uh, your youngest brother. Well, and, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> come on let's go tedford get him out there hey you know what we're going full circle uh i love that you brought that up yeah we i think i was still skeletoning or just finished skeletoning i forget the exact timeline but had a great episode with you uh at the winery um can i foreshadow your new upgrade of videography or? yeah yeah you yeah can. so uh as you guys know jake our video man he absolutely has elevated bring the juice Crispy clips, absolutely electric, professional. Beware Bulldogs is now going to be on that same trend. Yeah, we're they got, we're they got working the, towards it. Yes. Working towards it. Yeah. Uh, 2023 is going to be a big year. Oh, yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. <laughs> you know, Caleb, before we dive deep into Bulldog football, I think I haven't brought it up on the pod yet about the uh, Buffalo Bills number three, DeMar Hamlin. Thursday night football. It was Monday night football. It was Monday night football. Monday, yeah. Monday night football. Uh, Bengals, Bills, as a football player, it was a scary hit. Made me want to throw up. Um, as anybody who watches football, I think everyone knew like that wasn't normal. You know, it looked like a routine hit from, was it T Higgins? Yeah. Yep. Routine hit. Um, it was a football play. And all of a sudden, guy stands up, pops up, looks good, goes down like a sack of potatoes. And it was, it I was think scary. everybody watching knew like, it, it wasn't head. It was, it was a football play. Totally. Yeah. And it wasn't spine because he stood back up. Yep. So something else, which is not good. No. And, you know, I don't have the exact. Um, you could Google exactly what happened, but it's a rare yeah. instance that happens 20, 30 times a year in like the world or something like that. Everything lined up to become the perfect situation where essentially it hit him wrong. And uh, I'm happy at this point now he's he's woken up. He's communicating. Uh, as we're recording this, he had his first interaction with his teammates, which is amazing. And just thinking like, you know, it's sad to say this, but it almost was treated as if he wasn't with us anymore. Um, the way people were tweeting, the way people were giving condolences. I think it was the first time I've seen live prayer on ESPN ever. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty crazy. I mean, his charity raised like what five million dollars yeah. in like 24 hours and he was expecting to have twenty five hundred dollars yeah to wake up to that it's 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 insane and the, the people that are you know i hate saying the word tweeting but tweeting is a way of prayer i guess in 2023 right, right. um you know i saw robert golden kind of brush on it but most people don't get to see their praise and their flowers um usually you when, when when the worst happens, then everyone tweets the nice things about you and posts the nice videos about you and says how great of a character you were. Yeah. And he has, it's, it's you know, God's worked miraculous things. Um, he gets to wake up and, and see those things. And I don't think that should be forgotten. You know, it definitely shook the sports industry, but a number one priority is that that player is doing better. Right. Um, but what like a just a, a, a total earthquake to the, the the game of football? Yeah, it's it's wild because and it takes you out of left field because you turn on Monday Night Football, you invite your friends over, like what we did, right? And we're gonna hang out and watch the game, and then something happens that is totally outside of outside of football or sports, and that t- that's needs to take priority over <coughs> the game, and so. From the fan perspective, you want the best for the players, and um, and also, uh, you know, it moves you into a different realm of thinking. Of hey, um, 
you know, I know we're here to watch the game, but now we're, let's all pray for DeMar. And, right. And I think that seeing um, the way the players on the field reacted to the situation definitely shifted some people's perspective. Um, a couple professional athletes throughout the games on multiple different news channels said, I've been side by side with guys who have torn their ACL, who have torn their Achilles, who have had crazy things happen. Um, I've never seen something like that. You never, you, you've never seen that before. It it definitely is scary. And even the trainers, you read the articles, the interviews the, of, of people's different perspectives, they, it, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's down. Like, no, get everybody, the ambulance, the, the people that are going to shock you, the whole bit needs to come out right now because something is level 10 wrong. We have a code red right now. Right. And my first thought was, and don't take this the wrong way, but how blessed are we in the United States of America to be sheltered from those kind of experiences? Right. Because I I don't want anyone that I know or even watching football players to experience that. And so, and for us to have those reactions, I think is a good thing. Because right. Because we've come so far. Yeah. And I think, you know, people are saying like, this is the, the most this, this is the most united sports have been in a really long time. Right. It's it's sad it takes this type of circumstance, um, but it is true. And you know, for the the players watching, it's it's a traumatic experience. But they got their teammate back. Um, kind of a sideways dimension, though. Off of it, uh, I got a little Twitter beef, but didn't not with anybody. Just I, I quote tweeted it. Uh, as you know, Skip Bayless. You're in the media world. You know who Skip Bayless is. Yes. <laughs> Him and Shannon Sharp go at it quite frequently. And he tweeted 10 minutes after this happened. Twitter's going berserk at this time, which is the best resource of news <laughs> per second basis, essentially. <laughs> right. Um, Skip Bayless tweeted. I'm going to read it. No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game. But how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Now, you know, look, and, and if you look at the replies and the quote, quote tweets of that, people are pissed. Not just normal average Joes, not just your Bring the Juice accounts, but like high-profile other reporters right. of Skip Bayless level, um, athletes that are very, very much known in the NFL community or just the athletic community are mm -hmm. like, Dude, what are you talking about? Like, this dude's, this dude's not moving. This dude, we don't know. We don't know. There was a point where people didn't know what's going to happen, right? And luckily, he's responding well now. Um, but still, that was, that was insane. I mean, it it hasn't happened in ever since I've been playing football or been watching football, right? Um, well, and I think to Skip's tweet, you know, I if you read, if you really read what he says. I know people did not like what he said. If you really read what he says, it's actually now reading it and you reading it, it's a good tweet. Now reading it. Right. 10 minutes Ten after minutes. someone just had a heart attack. Um, that's not good. And that's that's what I dislike about Twitter. Well, it is. And, and you know, uh, let's say you haven't walked up Twitter in the last 10 days, but you've seen all this go down. You're like, why does everyone think Skip Bayless is an asshole? And it's like, well, you didn't know like in the time exactly. For me, it was the timing of it. I believe me, we could we could sit here for another 10 minutes and be like, okay, so what's the playoff picture gonna look like? Right, right. Because that's what they're doing now. That's what they're doing now. And there was all these, you know, they canceled the game, but now what's it mean for the playoffs? Is someone gonna get in that shouldn't have gotten in? Um, but it's the timing of it, and it is about respect. And like there was, I'm I'm sorry, as much as of a professional skip was, it is, and look, like the dude has his own show on sports center espn every fucking fox, day yeah. Yeah, fox there yeah. you go and like he the dude is known like don't say you're not known and it sucks that sometimes you got to say you know he's kind of become known as uh the guy who says crazy stuff not like crazy like that's a hot take like crazy like you sound like a dumbass and shannon sharp is going to argue with you because you sound like such a dumbass um, or even lately it's been like, you're disrespecting Shannon Sharp, like say what you want, argue with him on your, on your little TV show. But the dude is a seasoned proven football player. Like he played in the NFL. You didn't. So right. stay in your lane. That's the way I look at it. Like, I'm not going to talk to Michael Walker about what it's like to tackle somebody 
coming through the A gap in the NFL when I haven't done it, but he's been doing it the last three years. Right. Stay in your lane is right. part of the deal, I feel like. Um, the timing of it was poor, but that's yeah, that's that's part of the deal. And, and you know, one last thing on the Damar Hamlin situation. They said, and this is I thought this was awesome that they said this. As crazy as it is, there is not there's there's only one better place that that whole situation could have went down, and that would have been in a hospital itself. Because think about it, if that if he got in a car accident and that happened, paramedics were not going to get there that fast. Doctors were not going to all that equipment that was needed, all the staff that came and helped that was trained like crazy to do that at the highest level. They're not going to make get there. And you had two minutes before he died. Right. And you're on Monday night football on the right in the middle of the field. And it's like, boom, biggest stage ever. Millions of people are watching. Hundred thousand people are there alone at the game. It, it is crazy to say it's a blessing. It happened there. But a little bit. It kind of is a little bit of blessing in disguise right there. Yeah. Now, how about the fact that all these crazy injuries happened in Cincinnati in that stadium? I think They're, they need to move. They need to build a new stadium. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on this year. Uh, people want to say it's because of like the vaccine, which oh, if right. there's a relevance towards that, I don't know. But uh, there definitely has been some weird injuries this year. I mean, put Tua in the equation, like he needs to retire. Tua, Tua's on concussion protocol for what the third time this year. Yeah, his brain is going to mush. For if he wants a future, he needs to retire. It's sad, but it's kind of looking that way. I don't think you should be able to be on concussion protocol three times in one season. That's that's not healthy. No. Um, at the same time, there's, for Tua's situation, tens of millions, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars that's that true. he's leaving off the table. And it's like, okay, yes, I'm uh, he'll be 26 and he'll have his brain, but he also has $100 million less dollars in his pocket. Well, that's when you're kind of weighing the odds. I know there's a lot of things. I, I don't think it, it's not apples to apples. It's not. No, I think w one of the things that we get caught up in in the, the sports world and, you know, as a fan, um, you want to see the best product on the field right. in every sport. But I think, and, you know, and there's a lot of money involved in athletics. But the the thing that we forget to talk about is what is really most important. And that is like... In my family, we're not very wealthy, but we say we are wealthier than most because we have a healthy family, mm -hmm. and we we have. You know, I just had a baby, so we have young. Congratulations! Kids. Thank you. So, so like I bring that up as like time. You know, you have time. Healthy family, you have time. You're young. That that is more um, significant to me than dollar signs. Right. Um, I don't. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's that's how I feel. And so, with someone, when someone has a heart attack or someone gets three concussions in a season, like, look, guys, they're my age. Yeah. Go. You have tons of time. Spend that. That you're more wealthy than one with money. Two, you have lots of time. So spend time with your family. Start a family. <clears throat> spend time with your friends. You know, the hobby that you like. Make that your profession. Sure. So th that's kind of how I feel about it, and it's unfortunate that these injuries happen and that I'm a fan right. of the uh of these sports specifically football because it is so injury players are so injury prone. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I get it. And and it, you know, we bring up a valid point there. I do think uh we take health for granted until someone you're close to or yourself isn't healthy and you're like, dude, I would do anything to get healthy right now. I would do anything to be running at 100% right now. In shape eating good, feeling good, sleeping good, being able to function it fully when you're, you got to think. And once things, I mean, you see like, you know, your, your grandparents, your mom, your dad, all this stuff start going a certain way. It gets tough, man. I mean, it, it's, there's some, you, you take it for granted. I mean, I'll, I'll share something a little personal. Um, my grandfather had his leg amputated in November. Uh, it was a war injury. Guy's a badass. Um, been living with it for 52 years since it happened. Finally, I caught up to him, came a little bit of a health concern, had to, they said, Hey, it's, it's in your best interest to amputate and, uh, didn't want to, didn't want to. And then it was kind of like, Hey, it's, it's time. Um, did it. And I just, I just, I, I'm so, you know, grateful that he's feeling better since it. 
Um, but for a 77, 70 year old guy, that's, that's a hard transition at that point in your life. Um, just going off the health thing a little bit. And, and, and you know what too? Yeah. We're talking a hundred million dollars. How old are you? 28, 27, 27. Okay. I'm 26 making a million dollars a year, which is what, you know, a starter in the NFL ish, give or take sometimes less, sometimes more would make unless you're one of the bigger dogs. That's, that's hard to do it at our age, man. That's an insane amount of income for that's if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year at 26 years old, you're a freaking stud. Like right. you are top, top, top dog. That's 10 X that you could, you could, I mean, two is for sure. Got what? 50 million in the bank. Something. I, I have no idea. I totally pulled way that more than me. More than me. You could, <laughs> all you, of us in this room you combined. Could, yeah. You could figure it out. I mean, it, you could, Tua could retire and still live a life full of wealth and health and safety and good fortune and set himself up for good things in the future. And I think, you know, multiple guys have come on this podcast where it's like football, that money, like it's great and all, but if you could be, I don't say smart enough, but there's, there's a, there's a slight ounce of wisdom in there where you could use some of that money and invest it into a vehicle, which will create you more money. Dude, that's where that's where the real money's at. Not just collecting it one check one time. It's it's there's right. there's levels to it, and it, it takes guidance and the right connections and whatnot. And but, education, uh, yeah, yeah. It's and, and we're young, man. You get given a million dollars, shit. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go buy a new truck or something like that. Right? <laughs> it's part of the deal. <laughs> but if I had to bank, I'll tell you who I would bank with. I would bank with Fresno First Bank. Fresno First Bank is local bank to Fresno in the community. They have a strong connection with business owners to help them grow and succeed. And if you're looking for a definitive banking experience where they're going to treat you like family and take a sound business approach to what you need, then Fresno First is where you need to be. They understand business. They personalize procedures for each business owner. You go in there. They're great. I love them. And you know That was smooth, man. That was smooth. That was good. <laughs> I like that. Let's, let's jump to that. Uh, I was going to wait for that for a little bit, a little bit later, but one thing about Fresno first also that I want to give them some love on, um, NIL. Okay. I know about it from a player's perspective. You see it from a, I have been a supporter of Fresno state, not because I play there because that's what I do perspective. Um, Fresno First Bank is the only people I have physically consistently seen who sponsors athletes for NIL deals. They pay them a little chunk of change. They do a little commercial. They support them. Players itself, you feel awesome because you know, I got, a, fun, I got yeah. an NIL deal. And it's like their commercials, they're cool. They're well-produced. They're kind of, they're awesome because of the old school sports center. If they got away from that though, I still think they'd be awesome. And as a guy who loves the Valley and is trying to elevate the program, they're doing their part. They're, I appreciate the hell out of them. Um, and they are good people at that company. I've I've gone to their tailgates. I've met with multiple people who work there. All of them are high character people. And I appreciate Fresno First Bank. Um, but I think they've really grabbed the bull by the horns on saying, hey, uh, NIL is a thing. Yeah, we, we support the dogs. We, we're going to check that box. I can't tell you one other company in Fresno, one other business, one other restaurant, whatever you want to call it, that is consistently, maybe it's under the table. I don't know. But why, but why would it be under the table? Why would you not be like, hey, we're so-and-so. We support the dogs. We do this for the dogs. That's good business. That's that's good for everybody. Like it, That's good PR. Yeah, I think it's going to change. So <clears throat> what, what I've noticed and what I'm hearing is, you know, there's a lot of people investing... Well, one, because this NIL is so new, people are still figuring it out. But a lot of businesses are investing money elsewhere. So let's say like tailgating or uh, tickets or ads on the radio and things sure. like that. Where I think it's slowly going to change to, okay, we need an NIL deal. Yeah. Uh, because it, I think it, you're going to reach more people and it just is going to mean a little more if you have an athlete representing you, totally saying does. things about you. So. Um, I think it's changing, but yeah, it is. Also, I, I talked with some of my co-hosts last night about this and you know, Fresno's poor. Fre the Central Valley is very poor. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it's going to be really hard. You're going to have to come up with a really good excuse to 
persuade a business to spend their money with uh, with an athlete for Fresno State. Yeah. Um, so I so I'll just tell you this: I've we have an NIL deal with Jordan Campbell, basketball player. a basketball player, and you know we're I'm trying to do as much as I can for him and but he's in season right now and things like that. So, and it is hard just working around, uh, one rules like with the school. Um, I don't want to break any rules. I want to do everything the right way. Yeah. Don't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. And I want him to be performing at his highest level. Don't be a distraction. Yeah. Like, Hey man, you got practice and we want to record. Forget about me, dude. Go shoot. You want to stay after practice for an hour and shoot? Go do it. You know, I'm not, I don't want to be in his way. So from that perspective, it can be tough. Where I think, you know, but the, the, well, what's your, I mean, what's, is it like, a, are you just saying like, Hey, we'll give you exposure on the podcast. Like, is that a monetized thing? Like, how's it work? Right. So for us, it's just, Hey, why don't you come help? We'll help you build your brand. Okay. So come on the podcast, let people get to know you. Right. Um, you know, you have a great game. Let's co- come talk about it. Right. Um, where, so right. I, can, cause I Dream can't on green, but you could use our podcast. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we, I can't pay you. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, there's an initial cost though to get in to talk to athletes uh-huh. uh, at Fresno State. So just getting through that. They initial at NIL like the if you go through Fresno State, they make you pay X amount of money just to get to talk to them. Yeah, it's called Open Doors. Okay, so people um, they go th- they use what's called Open Doors, and to get to an athlete, um, it's nice because what or Open Doors does is you pay through Open Doors. They relay that to the athlete. I I hope so. Uh, and then they take care of all the paperwork instead of you and me sitting down and going through all the paperwork and then me going to the school and handing it to the school and all these things. Oh, it just, we're done. Open Do, doors. so let's say I wanted to have Jordan Campbell and say, Hey, I'm going to pay you a hundred bucks once a month for you to, uh, wear bring the juice headband in right. a basketball game, whatever. And I go to, I can't just give him the hundred dollars. I need to go through open doors. Well, you could, he can't, I'm saying, <laughs> well, yeah. You can you though? Well, I don't know. Uh, yes, you can. Now the problem is, is that when you give someone now Jordan Campbell's older, but you you give an athlete money, that's income, and you our school systems don't teach taxes. First of all, I, uh, what's up with that? Yeah. So and it's just like I mean I, I hate to bring this up because I know Fresno First Bank is a <laughs> is a sponsor, but loans. So I've heard like that kids are given loans. Yeah. Well, you take out a loan, you have to pay taxes on that. Loans. You know, <laughs> right. But do does a kid coming out of high school know that? No. No. That, to my, my knowledge, no. Or if they say, you can drive around this car, right? We're going to give you a car. Well, a car is, you know, property and you have to pay taxes on that too. So, you know, sometimes they just end up selling their car. So, yeah. but sorry, we got off track. Back to... Uh, Fresno and players is that they have to any income that they make they have to pay taxes on yeah and so if it goes through op- open doors or whatever it is they can see what they make and then they subtract the taxes it's like a paycheck essentially I, I don't know if they do that but yeah. I'm hoping they do yeah um, it would it would be really easy to going I was through gonna that. say Jordan Campbell here I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars you're only gonna keep. 77 of it because the other you're accounting for what you're gonna have to pay on taxes down the road type thing right yeah right now so that's 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 what i ran into so i think I, from my perspective if i can do it um uh, and I, I don't own a business or anything i don't make a bunch of money right anybody in fresno can do this yeah it's easy they you just have to go do it yeah um now shoot i forgot what i was gonna say but anyways well, you go ahead well you know it makes me think uh you brought up Fresno's poor. I will say it's it's not LA. Yeah, it's not uh it's not the South. It's not the SEC where people are gonna like people understand. In t- if you take Alabama football out of Tuscaloosa, oh yeah, there is nothing in Tuscaloosa at all. So people put all their money into the football program. That's it's just there are certain schools where that's where it works. I do think that Fresno has enough people, and maybe we don't have enough. Hundred thousand dollar donors, but I think you got a lot of people that are ten dollars. We got a lot of people that would donate ten dollars oh, yeah. a month to yeah. do something, and it makes me think though too. You know, how much money is enough money to keep a player or to bring a player in? I don't. 
necessarily know if there's a value on that. Um, and I don't even think it's about that. I think it's more about the deals. You know, I if had you this give conversation out, last night, yeah. if you if you have if you're advertising and you're the spokesperson for me and Ed's pizza, and you get to get a free me and Ed's pizza, and Jake the video guy comes over and freaking watches you scarf down of large pepperoni and it's all over your face, and you're like, God, this pizza is so good. Come if you support the Fresno State Bulldogs. Dude, that's put that on your Instagram. It's priceless. Make it to where that he has to post it on his Instagram too. That's that's the trade-off. You get a free pizza. You get free pizza. But you got to post at least once a month on your Instagram one of these reels. Right. Hey, what's a, what's one pizza to me and Ed's? Totally worth that reel. Right. Is it not? No, I you're right, but you brought up the the deals going on, and I just think I had this conversation about Evan Williams last night. Like, what is it gonna be to what's the deal to keep Evan here? Now, granted, there's probably other things going on. Right. But just for conversation's sake. For NIL purposes. Right. So is one <clears throat> pizza gonna be enough to keep a player versus uh power five's bag of money? Yeah. That's that's gonna be tough. I agree. I I think um you know, Evan's a good friend. He's a big bring the juice guy. Love him and I wish him the best. And he has earned his respect here. He really has. I just wish he went somewhere else other than Oregon. I hate Oregon. I <laughs> I pretty much he's chasing the bag, man. And you gotta you just gotta you gotta I understand. let him do his thing. I know and I understand. It's, I, and I, I can't, uh, nobody can stop him. No, it, exactly. And and it, you know, I don't think Fresno's gonna be the place that has a giant amount of NIL money that recruits players in. I don't think, I don't think we're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. We're right. not that guy. <laughs> right, right. And I don't think it is how much money is enough money for NIL. I think it's we gotta just have some deals on the table, man. We need these we need these more commercials. We need more restaurants. There's no reason you shouldn't watch ABC 30 Action News. And as in between segments, there's not four Fresno State athletes up there doing something, supporting a company of some sort. Right. I and, totally agree. And I think that there is a big opportunity for student athletes and that needs to be taken advantage of by the uh, the by Fresno State, by the school, where you, know, you have Bring the Juice, which sure. is a really big podcast, and you send the athletes to Bring the Juice. Sure. Boero Bulldogs. All we want to do is support Fresno State athletes. Send them to Boero Bulldogs. Uh-huh. Uh, we're happy to blow them up. And and then, yeah, there's a lot of businesses that will do it. Now, it, then there's the question of is um, there needs to be an internal look at Fresno State and as a fan base, are we doing the most to where we're helping um, our student athletes by, how do I want to put this, uh, by being not pissing all of Fresno State off. But um, I think the school needs to do more. That's I guess I think the school needs to do more with the student. So <clears throat> this leads me into my and I, and I'll and I'll I'll carry that over into the next little uh, thing that I I I wanted to get into. You know I posted a video recently. There was a lot of chatter about um, you know a couple guys in the portal. Coach Moore left, and the reality of it is, look, guys are always going to do what's best for their future. So the grass isn't always greener, but when respects earned you got to give it when it's due um from the player's perspective it's tough you know it's everyone has their own situation there's a lot that people don't see that happens um from a coach's perspective dude you're gonna you're trying to feed your family i mean you're trying to you're working a job and if you're offered a promotion where the pay is going to be better you're going to go do it it's part of the deal you would do the exact same thing i would do the exact same thing anybody listening to this would do the exact same thing if you work for a you know, a freaking, you're a CEO of a business, you're making a hundred grand and business down the streets can offer you 200 grand. You might tell the business, Hey, I'm this guy. I want to stay here, but they're going to offer, I'm going to, I need that 200 grand. They say, Hey, I can't do it. Hey man, wish you the best. All you could do. It's all you could do. So anyways, I got into it, got a lot of good responses, got a couple, you know, people going off on their tangents about it's, some things aren't good enough, but I kind of wrote down this little formula and, uh, let me know what you think here. So it starts with money. Sports are a business. It revolves around money. Mm-hmm. College football, which is the main sport of Fresno, needs to bring in money. We need to elevate our game. So step one is we need to bring in money. I don't people say, well, where's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Look, 
I don't have all those answers. I kind of have a couple answers. Um, but my first answer would be, let's not raise $30,000 and give it to the players. It doesn't matter. Players aren't going to come here because they're making, they get 500 extra dollars for committing to Fresno State. That's not worth enough. That money that we raise, it needs to go. We got to start somewhere with the facilities. And I, that's my true believer as a former player, as a fan, and as a guy who's still involved in the program through family members. Um, people like shiny things. Got to shine a few things up. I'm trying to, I got a golf tournament coming up, trying to raise money for the Fresno State Bulldog football facility improvements. Okay. Right. I have a few ideas. I've talked to Terry Toomey, I've talked to a few people about, hey, where can this go? We have a few plans. I can't make that call, but what I do know is it's not going to hurt the program to be using my platform or bring the juice to raise money to help the Fresno State Bulldogs. That's that's a fact at this point. So I think raise the money, you get the facilities. All right, so now let's say we get these shiny things. You got to keep winning. And not just, and yes, football needs to stay consistent. We're blessed where we have Coach Tedford, and he's, he's here to stay. I believe that. Um, you have a lot of guys on that coaching staff that are Bulldog-born, Bulldog-bred. But you got to keep winning games. We've had some insane years the last like five, seven, ten years. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I'm just bummed that I was in school right before him. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, though, I, I know who I'm talking to. Right, <laughs> you got to, uh, you got to stay, you got to stay winning because in reality, it's like, why would UNLV not be the number one target to get into these next schools? Like they're in Las Vegas, people want to go to Las Vegas. It's a great destination. They get to play in a Raiders stadium. The facilities are upgraded. They don't win enough, though. That's kind of their Achilles heel on the whole uh, thing. And they fired their their coach. coach. Just won Mount West Coach of the Year, and they uh, got they're, fired. They're dumb. Yeah. They're dumb. Anyways, so raise the money, get the facilities, keep winning, and I think that will equate to a hands down have to happen conference upgrade. I think it has to happen. I think it could happen without all all the upgrades of the facilities and whatnot. Uh, I think tomorrow we could get traded to the Big Twelve, and we'll compete. Or the Pac-12 and we compete. Oh, yeah. Um, bring in the money, get the facilities, keep winning, equals a conference upgrade. And then I think that would equate to keeping your players and uh, not being a growth chamber for coaches to come, have success, and move on to better jobs. And now players. Right. And, and, and now it's players. That's the thing. Because of the way the transfer portal works, you come, you have a few good years at Fresno, you get to bounce to the next spot where they're going to pay you a little more. And this is just the reality of things. Again, I've said this before on the pod. If you got X amount of stats at Fresno State and you got X amount of stats at Alabama and you're going to, and people are going to draft people to the NFL, they're taking the guy at Alabama every single time. You might be able to have double the amount of stats at Fresno State and half the amount of stats at Alabama. This is a, this is a little bit of a stretch here. And they still might take the Alabama guy just because he went to Alabama and you went to Fresno State. Right, and... You know, we were talking about this uh, on our episode last night, and it's <clears throat> I asked the question, I proposed a question on Twitter. You know, are you bulldog born, bulldog bred if you transfer out? Just for a topic of conversation. And sure. We got ran into the same thing you did. <laughs> Everybody's coming in. Um, former players that transferred out came in and left their two cents. Um, but when it comes to transferring and keeping kids here and i mean you can't you can't tell a kid um you can't tell a kid hey stay because we have a good culture when they come in and get offered something else uh you can try but it doesn't you try when i when i was 18 and you told me caleb stay at fresno state or and then somebody calls hey dude we got half a million waiting for you with nil Good luck keeping a 18, 19-year-old. Right. So, you know, it is about loyalty um, because at the same time, it is about loyalty. And I will just, can I list some names off? Judge, George, Car, two cars. And then we have Mims, Cropper, uh, all, Pope, who stuck around, worked out. Uh, Hainer, uh, it worked out. And Hainer got an invite to the, to the NFL Combine. So, you know, as much as people want to say, hey, yeah, they're 
they're chasing their dream. They're doing things. I've also seen a workout where guys that stay, you know, they learn, uh, you talk about grit, it's Fresno state grit. They learn that you have to learn it. And so if, uh, and I think that betters our players, um, you know, that's my, uh, I guess, you know, thrown out there to the, all the high schoolers <coughs> who come and play. I mean, it's, we breed people differently, players differently out here. So yeah, it does hurt when players leave. I also, I understand why they leave. Um, at the same time, I think there still is a big opportunity for Fresno State athletes to be successful at the next level. It's proven. It's yeah, absolutely yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, we talk about you talk about some of the shiny names right there. Like people forget, Aaron Mosby has been yeah. active in the NFL on the Carolina Panthers. Michael all, Walker, all Tyler Davison. There's there's a there's a lot of guys that wins. come through, and they have success. It's it's not like we're some scrub program. Like we are the premier of the Mountain West. People don't want to play us at the Power Five Conference because we knock them off more often than not. It's like why would you not pick a safe game against San Jose State instead of? trying to battle Fresno State, who you know, and there's enough coaches who are seasoned on coaching staffs that are like, hey, you know, they're they're a little a little feisty. We don't want to play those guys because they might sneak up and we pay them $500,000 to come beat our ass at home. Like, it's, it's part of the deal. And, you know, kind of going full circle about what you talked about. I said, bring in the money. You'll get the facilities, which will, and you got to keep winning, which will equal to the conference upgrades. And then because of that conference upgrade and you got the facilities, you're going to get better TV deals because of it. you'll keep the players and it won't be just this rotation of coaches where people come, they grow, blossom, and get better deals. It'll be a place people want to come and stay. Um, and then that kind of where, I think that's where you kind of get into like, once you're at that level, you could hit what we're seeing now with TCU. And just to put it in perspective, uh, Fresno State and TCU were both in the whack. TCU was in the Mountain West until 2011. We just hit 2023 a couple days ago. 12 years. 12 years. Took took TCU 12 years to go from competing in the Mountain West to playing for the national championship in a format that is now completely the Wild West. And the format is only going to be more in a Fresno State type school's advantage because they're expanding the playoff. You know, Fresno State goes 12 and 12 and 1 next year. They might be in the playoff. Like, yeah. oh, is Dexter 12 team or is no, the year after? Okay. So that's what I mean. Like, there's a very good chance like they could be in the in, in that mix. And you know, when you put it that way, it's like, dude, we're not that far away. And we're winning. We win. We I mean, put us in the Pac 12. We're I don't know if we're gonna win the Pac 12 first year. For sure on the upper end of that pack, though, I think. Uh yeah, I mean with UCLA and USC gone, I don't know who keep them. Keep them. I still think we're on the upper end of that pack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And you, you brought up TCU. Right before they moved into Big 12, I believe Andy Dalton led TCU, a Mountain West team, to the Rose Bowl. Kind of the same area, kind of the same place what Fresno State is right now. We would have been there if Jake and Evan were healthy this year. I, yeah. I 100% believe that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, that's what makes sports sports, though, man. Injuries are part of the game. It's It's... It's a shitty part, but it's it's a part of the deal. I you know I think there is a formula. Um, people always talking about who's in charge, who's this, who's that, who's doing whatnot. I don't really look at that. I, I some guy was really popping off to me, and I just said like, dude, listen, man, bro, control the controllables. You can't control who makes what decision where. You can't control getting people positively keep the positive vibes alive. And if there's one thing that is known without a doubt, yes, we need to do this, that, and the other. We need to figure out how we are going to get more money into that program and it will equate into results of us growing as a program. And I I mean, Caleb, I'm sure you have some things up your sleeve too. I am trying to set a little bit of a example here with the Bring the Juice Golf Tournament and being, hey, I'm a guy. Yes, I played here. Yes, I have passion for the program. All this built a platform with Bring the Juice. I want to have an event where I raise money for it. It's going to be badass. All that money, the, the the net proceeds are going to the Fresno State football facility improvements. And it's awesome. Where that money actually goes, 
I'm gonna. I mean, I've talked to Terry many times, and and I've talked to these guys where it's like, dude, we're. I want there to be. Have you ever seen Hot Rod? I have. Okay, yes. <laughs> I want there to be a thermometer, a big ass thermometer, and we see we we pick a goal where it says, uh, you know, maybe we need to raise five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, okay, and my whatever my contribution is of net after this golf tournament, boom, scribble it in. Okay, now we're at. $50,000. Okay, now we're at $120,000. And as soon as we hit that freaking big goal, boom, immediately cash the check. Ca- <laughs> cash the check. We break ground. You start building up that new, you know, facility, that new Jumbotron, those new red seats, that new whatever the hell it is that that, that is number one on their list because I'm not the professional. If there is something that needs to be done to the stadium that is top priority, then do it. Preferably, I think it should be something that we as the fans who go to these games now can see. Because let's be real here. Do you give a crap if the if the the sewage is now in better condition? I really don't. <laughs> but if I see some brand new shiny red seats, or if I see a brand new, brand new, you know, what sweet area or something like that, like, okay, hey, I I, I contributed my hundred bucks and I helped build that. Right. Son, you know, yeah. old son. And it's like it means a little more, man. And so, you know, I think the number one thing that I would say is uh, we're not sure where the money needs to go, but it needs to come in. And, you know, I just want to know, kind of just wrapping it up here, from a a guy who's, because, again, I'm, I'm biased. I've seen both sides of it. I'm, I've been a part of it. I, I respect both sides of it. And I respect Terry Toomey, and I respect Tim Collins, and I respect these guys who are put in hard situations. And they weren't just... They didn't develop the situation that they're in right now. They were kind of plopped it when they got hired. Yeah. And, you know, from a, a guy who's a diehard fan for the program itself, your perspective, what do you what what do you think people would be willing to do? What do you think? Not not the guys who are writing checks for 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. I don't have that money. You don't have that money. We both talked about that already. But what, I mean, would you be willing to say, hey, you think there's enough people out there that would say, hey, let's bring in, let me sign up for that $20 a month subscription, just like my Apple Music or my Netflix that's on autopilot. We we get 10,000 people to sign up for that. I mean, you're bringing in, what, two, two point something million a year off that? I, it's it's doable. Like, what are people willing to do, you think? I, I think that is very doable. And I think people are willing to you know, a five ten dollar contribution per month. You know, let's get it's a rid subscription. Of, yeah, get rid of Netflix or whatever, and we'll sign up for that because it you means get more. Get rid of Netflix, man. <laughs> I mean, I did, but anyways, <laughs> I only read now. <laughs> I do. It's great, man. Uh, <laughs> I can feel my brain growing. Anyways, the no, I think, <laughs> I think the red wave needs to. They want someone that they can feel like they trust and they can get behind. Yeah. And so uh, I've met Toomey. I like Toomey. He's a great guy. But we haven't seen a lot of him out and about getting to know the people of Fresno. So this is what when I have conversations, I use this as an example. So back in the day when Pat Hill was coach and Sweeney was coach, there were, you know, there's small rotary clubs and Kiwanis and Lions clubs, right? There's different things like this. And they would go out and visit all of these guys. And it's people that are, want to make a difference in the community. They're the people in these clubs. And there's other people too, you know, go to churches or whatever. Right. And they would go out and people get to know them. Like, I want to support him. I'm buying a ticket. Right. Or the AD does that and things like that. Well, I've ever since, um, you know, there's kind of the new coaching staff and the way that college athletics works with a lot of money. Um, we need money now. It's, it's, we've gotten away from that. Uh, you know, they still do it, but not to the level that they used to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I know it's tough, but you have to do it. And not only to raise money, but to show the red wave that this is someone that we can get behind and support. We're kind of left in the dark right now. We have yeah. no idea what's going on. Uh, and luckily, you know, you have, we have you and we have um, some other people covering Fresno State and we're doing the best we can, you know, we, that people can get behind and would like to support. But, and it's that easy, right? Yeah. So you start a little podcast. I start a little podcast. People are like, 
oh man, we like these young guys. They they care. Uh, we can we'll buy hats from them. We'll support them. But the school Fresno State, which is a huge huge part of the Central Valley, can't do that. That that is worrisome to me. And I always go to the top. I look at leadership. I think that. I think that there isn't someone there that the red wave is getting behind right. and trusts. So, but I know Toomey. I trust Toomey. So, yeah, I, I don't. It probably doesn't mean anything coming from me, but uh, he needs to go out there, and all these other people that are involved need to get get out there and talk to people and say, "Hey, did you know that if you just gave us five bucks a month and you got all your friends to do it, we could put in new red seats in a year?" Right. You know, but no. That's not being said. So, right. you know, uh, that that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely, um, I'm team to me. I mean, I, I definitely am. Like I had him when I was playing, I've gotten to know him outside of it. Dude's dude cares. Dude has plans. Dude has plans. Oh yeah. And he yeah. is ready to roll. He is a hungry dude. I think so. I a, think he needs to tell, I know, I know we like to keep things under wrap. Right, but we can't get the red wave on board unless you know if if we don't know. Yeah. So you know, let's get people fired up. I, believe me, I am. Uh, I, I, me and him have had multiple conversations. Um, I want to have him back on the pod, and we we air it out. We did it last time when again I was telling you before the podcast. Uh, my mom used to come down in the basement of my parents' house with an iPhone and record it. I think that was one of the episodes where you know chicken was burning upstairs she's like i gotta go i gotta go turn the chicken off and i'm like dude mom like we're about to get into a good conversation where i didn't get to show it over these beautiful videos cameras we now have um but terry's got plans and i i I am trying to be i'm trying to be the perfect gap bridger basically between i know what the athletes are thinking the, the 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 front offices are on the same page and there's the the average, you know, just the people who are, love this program that are like, hey, what's going on here? And I'm just like, hey, listen, like, you guys are doing a good job. They think you're not, but you are. Like, let me try to, hey, guys, we're all on the same page here. Um, I want to do what I can, man. And, like, I think that's kind of how it needs to be. And, like, they got to get – I'm going to call out the fans of Fresno. Like, you got to get over to the wrong person, this, that, the other. Listen, man, it's like saying you don't like the president of the United States. You're not going to move to another country. You're not going to move. If you hate him that much, whoever it is, we've had two very different presidents yeah. in the last like couple years here. Everybody's okay? still here. Everyone really likes this side. Everyone really likes this side. I don't give a damn who you like. Guess what? You're not, oh, I'm leaving if he gets like, bro, you're still living in the same house. Get out of here with that. <laughs> so get over the, oh, he's not my president, blah, blah, blah. He's not my AD or blah, blah, blah. Dude, get over it. Instead of whining and complaining about it, Figure out how you could be have positive vibes towards it. You'll live better. And, and it's also, it's like, dude, it's like you're a grown ass man, and this is what you're complaining about. Like, bro, it's 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 it is fun to air out. It's fun to talk about. You got a podcast where you talk about strictly the dogs. It's awesome. And I'm glad to see that you're giving getting success. Like me, said it in my video I posted. Bring the juice. We talk about business, we talk to athletes. Yes, we're for the boys. We're for the dogs. I, I how can I not be? It's part of the deals. But the neg- negativity and the saying, uh, you know, oh, it's a shit show or blah blah blah. Dude, get that out of here, man. We just won a freaking Mountain West Championship in a bowl game. We are freaking probably going to end the season ranked here. I haven't seen the rankings come out yet. We're studs. Okay, we are in a damn good place. We don't have to live in crappy San Jose or crappy Boise or. People want to live in Vegas. I mean, that might be cool, but like, I don't know, not my lifestyle particularly. But we produce. We do produce. And as much as you say we're poor, I do agree with that. I wouldn't say we're poor. I would say if you want to- Money-wise, we're poor. If you wanted to raise a million dollars, though, there's a lot of ways you could equal a million. You could have one guy that donates a million. You could have a million people that donate a dollar. I don't think a million dollars is- a lot of money though. Okay. I'm using an example, Caleb, <laughs> but yes, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. saying like, it's almost like glass half full, half empty. Like it's a lot of perspective. And I think if our goal is X amount per year to bring in, 
I think you get I think you could get fifty thousand people to donate twenty dollars a month. I hope Four so. Here. Yeah. What's I, that? Hey, Jake, can we get some math real quick. Let me do that real quick. We got uh, twenty times fifty thousand times twelve. It's twelve million a year. Twenty dollars a month. Fifty thousand people. What's the average attendance of Fresno State football game? Thirty nine thousand this last year. I think it was thirty six. So I don't know. All right. Really. Some yeah. people don't come to the games. I'm saying you get fifty. You, let's say you get twenty thousand people. You get on that. It's a bump, man. Yeah. And you go and it's you're right. It's not. It's not. It's greedy the way you got to get those twenty people. You got to knock on doors. You got to get former players to say, "Hey, man, I want you guys to all sign up for this for twenty dollars a month or whatever the hell it is." Because I think there's people out there that go, "You know what? I could do that. I support the dogs. I go to a couple dogs game a year. I've I've gotten a little tipsy at a tailgate before a time or two. Like I could do twenty dollars a month. And the way subscriptions work, dude, you could." No one's thinking anything of that. That's just going, going. You're a supporter. Maybe get like a cool t-shirt out of it or some bullshit. But it's part of the deal. Um, No, but I think it's all good stuff. I think, you know, the number one thing I would say preach, and I think you preach it too. And I, again, I, I I back up the coaches and the players to make the decisions because I've, you know, they're, they're brothers to me. Like Evan Williams is a brother to me. Kirby Moore, freaking dude's invited to my wedding. Like he was a mentor for me and my brothers at one point. Like wish him the best. Um, and I'm sure there's more to follow, but keep the positive vibes around and that's all we could preach, man. Yeah. And I think you got to keep, if you are frustrated, because there's a lot of people in the past two days that have been very frustrated with what's going on. If you are frustrated, that's when, you know, it's okay. Now we need to take the next step. What are we going to do? I agree. And I think that's part of, it's not just an emotional positivity. It's where you got to take a step in the right direction to go. Do something about it. If not now, then when? If not us, then who? That's the way you got to look at it, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Caleb, it's been a banger of an episode. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Anything you want to say real quick? Go dogs. Go dogs. Beware of Bulldogs. If you haven't listened to it, do it now. Uh, absolute banger collab. Let's do it again soon. Uh, before we leave, I want to make sure everyone goes to Dervos Deli ASAP Rocky because they have new bread on the chicken sandwich. It's crispy lettuce per usual. The aiolis through the roof. Try those crisp cut fries out. Shout out to Dervos Deli for everything they do for us. I'm going to go smack a sandwich right now because I'm starving. Uh, and get your piss hot, everybody. This week's going to be a banger. Start 2023 off freaking hot. Stay true to your New Year's resolutions. Be gritty and uh, bring the juice, baby.